Matt. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are today, God loves you. He has something special for you today. That's why we are gathered here. And one of the most important things that we can do, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's happening in our lives, no matter what work has looked like, family has looked like, it's so important to realize who God says we are. He tells us that we are his children, that we are loved. We're going to sing a song about that right now. So just listen to this, join with us, and sing along.
celebrate the one hope that we have, the living hope of Jesus Christ. You sing this with me. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope, who could imagine so great a mercy, what heart could fathom such boundless grace, the God of ages stepped down from
God, you are our living hope today. God, we rest today in that declaration. There is power in your name, God, that you break every chain. God, I pray today if we, if we walk away with anything from this worship, God, I pray, God, that we would settle in your promises over what we're being told by the world, over what the enemy says, over what our minds say, what we wonder to. God, let us rest in the fact, God, that you love us, that you sent your son to die for us, God, that that is so much bigger than anything going on outside. What's going on in our hearts, God? Let us rest in you and the one hope that we have in your son, Jesus. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here at Civil Creek Online. I'm, I'm glad you're with us today. I'm excited about what I want to share with you. And, um, you know, I have about 25 minutes, so we're going to have to jump right into it in order to get started and get finished on time. Here's what I want you to understand, is that dramatic and disappointing Demanding and difficult moments in our life often make the biggest difference. I want you to hear that. That demanding, difficult, disappointing, and dramatic moments in our life often make the biggest difference. That's why we never forget them. Whether we're talking about failing a class that threatens you getting your degree, whether we're talking about a divorce, some kind of debilitating injury or illness, whether we're talking about something that totally throws off your career path, whether we're talking about six weeks of boot camp, we're talking about the first semester being away from home at college and being really lonely because you don't know a lot of people. What I want us to understand at the, stop, at the top of this message today is that demanding, difficult, disappointing, and dramatic moments in our life often make the biggest difference. They shape us for better or for worse. But the experiences of our life leave an indelible mark on who we become. And a lot of that depends on how we choose to respond to them. What becomes of the story of our life following dramatic moments or difficult experiences is determined by one thing, and that is choice. The choice of how we respond to what it is that's happened in our life. So that's why I bring us to this question. This question that's been so important to this series, and that is this. Would you be willing to consider the pandemic as a gift, would you be willing to consider the pandemic to be a gift to us, a gift to you? You see, folks, when the story of COVID-19 is told, and there will come a day when we will talk about COVID-19 and the pandemic as something in the past, 
We talk about World War II in the past. We talk about the Great Depression in the past. We talk about the Vietnam conflict in the past. We talk about the oil embargo of the early 70s in the past. We talk about 9-11 as in the past. We talk about the Gulf War as in the past. But there were moments when we were living through those experiences where it seemed like that was the way it would always be. And then we got through it and it became a part of our past. And there's going to come a time We can't imagine it perhaps right now, but there's going to come a time when the COVID-19 pandemic is a part of the past. And here's, here's the question. What if? What if the story of this pandemic is told as one of the most catalytic seasons of your life for change, for renewal, for growth, for a greater wisdom for how to live your life? What if this pandemic actually ends up altering the story of your future for the better? You see, I I think that that's possible, especially, especially for those of us who live by faith, faith in God and his promises and his words to us, because we have it on record that God works all things out for good. This is the certainty of our faith. This is the courage, the conviction, the confidence of what it is to trust God. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So it's possible that God is at work in our lives, even through this pandemic, for a greater good in our life, perhaps in our church, in our nation, and perhaps even in our world. But all of that comes back to a choice that we make about how we're gonna respond. There's this wonderful principle found in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament of the scriptures that is so critical to a life well lived. It's found in Proverbs chapter 24. The writer says this, I applied my heart to what I observed and I learned a lesson from what I saw. You see, wise people take the time to learn lessons from the experiences of their life. So you and I, we've been given a gift, an opportunity to take this experience of the last five, six months and learn some really, really valuable lessons. And we decided in this series to look at three really valuable lessons that we can learn about relationships. Next week, we'll talk about balance. And then in the Fourth week of the series, I want to talk about what we can learn by way of lessons regarding our faith. Well, let's talk about relationships today. From where I stand, my observation is there isn't a single relationship in our entire life that has not been unaffected by this pandemic. Every relationship has somehow been impacted by the situation that we find ourselves in. It's, been, it's impacted our family, the people that we live with in our home, people that we might be separated from because we can't visit during this time of pandemic. It's affected our families. It's affected our friendships, people that we like to hang out with, that we're, we're accustomed to spending time together with, but we can't because of all sorts of factors. And, and it's affected our friendships. It certainly had an impact on our teammates, people that you work with, people that you serve alongside of, people that you are somehow connected to in a shared task or a shared objective. Teammates have been affected by this pandemic and certainly strangers 
The way that we interact with strangers has been altered because of the suspicions and the cautions that they might be carrying a virus that could somehow infect us. You know, I've told you before that um, I'm fascinated by human behavior. And this past several months, these past several months have just been this incubator of watching how human beings behave when, when under stress. And it was interesting, um, when, the, when we were first instructed to quarantine, uh, they called it sheltering in place. When we were first given the instructions that we should stay home, um, I, was, I was fascinated by what I was observing. There was this sort of this um, excitement about a break from the normal routines for more quality time with the people that we love. There was almost like this sense of adventure. There was an excitement about this quarantine. It was almost like it was like a, this glorified staycation that we were all gonna get to enjoy because of the mandates. And... Um, you know, I watched all sorts of things happen in homes. Um, everybody home with their kids, home with their spouse. And we were talking about meals together and walks in the neighborhood. And there was these family uh, game nights and movie nights. And, and uh, there was just a more relaxed, less hectic schedule because so many of the normal events and, and activities and entertainment options were canceled. You, you couldn't play baseball and you couldn't go to theater and we couldn't go out to eat at restaurants. And, and, and this was really embraced initially. But then as the weeks wore on, I began to observe a change. Well, the way that people were thinking about and talking about the pandemic And suddenly it became real obvious that people at home were really starting to annoy each other. And spouses were starting to get on each other's nerves. And children were really trying their parents' patience. And parents were becoming grouchy and short-tempered with their children, exhausted from trying to keep them entertained and get them educated for far more hours than they they were accustomed to. And, And it just all started to change. And we couldn't get together with people that we really missed and that was frustrating and and people were all zoomed out of virtual meetings at work and in other capacities. And there was just this sense of isolation and this um, kind of relational distance that was really starting to take a toll. And we started treating each other differently. People were more suspicious or at least more avoidant of strangers for fear of becoming sick. And it it just all changed. And you know what? That toll that it was taking, it became very serious. While all the attention was turned to COVID-19, what we were seeing was a rise in mental health issues, addiction struggles, domestic abuse, and suicides, they were all on the rise because everything had changed. And, and then I thought one of the things that I found most interesting is that this, you know, the mandate to wear mask, it removed this important relational dynamic of facial expressions. It's like everybody that we were interacting with was like a robot and there was just no look on a face that we're typically reading clues from when it comes to smiles or facial gestures. And and that all changed. And that change 
had an impact. But have you ever stopped to think why? You see, that change created stress. Everything about our jobs and our lives at home and our financial picture and our relational dynamics, everything changed. Everything about our life has changed in the last five or six months. And that's produced an enormous amount of stress in the form of worry and fear and frustration and resentment. And stress is negative emotional energy and it takes a toll on our lives. Listen, particularly on our relationships. The negative emotional energy of stress does damage to relationships over time. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to think through, like, what, what, what is the point I really want people to understand in this particular message? And, and I was having a hard time finding the right words, and I came across this quote, and unfortunately, I, I don't even know whose quote it is. I, I don't know where it came from, but it was so perfect for what I thought was really, really important for us to understand, and it's this. The writer says, I think when the dust settles, I think when the dust of this pandemic settles, we will realize how little we need, how very much we actually have, and the true value of human connection. Do you get that? Because I think that's really insightful. That when this pandemic comes to a close, what we're gonna realize is how little we actually need, how much we actually have. But I think at the top of the list is we're going to understand the true value of human connection. If this pandemic teaches us anything, I sure hope it brings us back to center at how important and valuable our relationships are with each other. Folks, we have to understand there is nothing, there is nothing in all of life that's more valuable, more important, more rewarding than people. I mean, people are the only eternal things in all of our life. For this reason, because of how important our relationships with one another are, for this reason, we ought to make healthy relationships our highest priority and enjoy them as the most important pursuit in our entire life. But you know what? So often, we let so many other things get in the way. You know, you know it's been funny, one of the memes of this pandemic is uh, making fun of what people wear throughout the day when they don't have to get showered and shaved and dressed to get out the door to work. And so people have been going to meetings wearing you know, pajama pants and sweatpants and shorts and while they're wearing a, a dress shirt and a tie perhaps. And, and, and we've had some fun with what we wear throughout the day. But you know what? There's, there's, there's instructions in the scriptures that tell us how we as Christ followers ought to dress, not with clothes, but with virtues, with character qualities. And so we read this in Colossians 3, therefore as God's chosen people, 
as Christ followers who've been um, given a place in our world as the people of God, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly, dearly loved. Here's what I want you to do, Paul writes to the, to the church at Colossae. He says, clothe yourselves with, get dressed up every day in these sorts of things. Clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience. Bear with each other, like put up with each other's stuff. Bear with each other. Forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive, forgive like the Lord has forgiven you. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So let me ask you, like I've been asking myself, over these past several months, as the stress has mounted of this pandemic, all this emotional negative energy going on inside of us. Have I been living like this? With patience and gentleness and kindness and humility toward others? You see, here's the problem. Um, not only that I've lost my notes here right now, but... Um, the moment is that, the truth is that all too often, work and schedule and to-do list, all the places that the kids have to be, all the things that we are committed to, we get going so fast, so furious, that we actually skim over top of the relationships that God has granted us in our life. And so work and school and sports and chores and other commitments distract families from addressing what is missing at home. And that ultimately harms their joy, robs them of peace, and oftentimes destroys the hope of living in harmony with one another. So folks, I just can't emphasize enough that relationships are so, so important. And this pandemic, perhaps, this pandemic perhaps has highlighted some places where we could use some work, that we maybe need to make some changes. Let me, let me ask you the question, what, what cracks have you noticed in your marriage over the last several months where you and your spouse just had a hard time getting along together? What, what cracks have you noticed in your relationship with your kids? What, what problems have surfaced in your relationship with peers at work? How have you noticed that you've even started to treat strangers differently as you encounter them throughout the course of your daily travels? What, what problems have surfaced during this time of quarantine? You see, folks, COVID-19 could actually serve as a wake-up call for you and your family. 
it could become a catalyst that saves your marriage or your home if, if we choose to let it. So I, I wanna ask you, what if, what if COVID-19 pushed you toward becoming a more thoughtful, a more considerate, a more gracious person? It's, it's possible if we make the choice to receive this as a gift and allow it to push us toward change. Folks, here's a couple of things that I, I just wanna emphasize as a part of today's message, and that is this, that time with family and friends ought to be the higher priority in our lives than our jobs or our hobbies. That, that's, that's hard for some Americans to hear. We make our jobs so important. And oftentimes, as a way to escape our jobs, we give so much time and energy to our hobbies that oftentimes we neglect the priority of our family and our friends. The second thing is, time scheduled for family and friends ought to find its place on our calendar first. If it's truly going to be a priority, then it has to be on the calendar first. And then thirdly, I'd say this, managing time and energy to invest in relationships will always be the wisest choice you can make in a day, a week, a month, a year, in a lifetime. Managing time and energy to invest in relationships will always be the wisest choice because relationships are so important. You know, folks, the gift of COVID-19 is that we've been offered an opportunity to create a new normal. The old normal came to a stop and everything changed and now we have, we have some time to reflect on what we've experienced, to learn some lessons from what we've seen and heard and felt and the ways that we've acted and we have an opportunity to become wiser in how we're going to live our lives for the future. But a wise person has to take the time to stop long enough and pause to think about their experience in order to learn lessons that provide for them in the future. So I want to invite us to push pause here for a moment. I just want to give you three questions to think about. You can think about them privately. You can think about them with your spouse, perhaps even with your family, your children. You could think about them with your life group, discuss them the next time you all get together. Or just a good friend who you talk about spiritual journey and life with. Here's three questions that I wanna just conclude with today. And the question, first one is this. What is it? I mean, if you were completely honest, if you were completely honest, what most often takes priority over your relational investment with family and friends? What is that one thing in your life that still gets the priority of your energy and your time at the neglect of the people that you're closest to in your life? And then I ask you to ask this question. In the long run, is that thing worth it? Is it really worth it? The second question, what has the past few months revealed about where your relationships could use some work? 
What has the past few months revealed about where your relationship with your spouse could use some work? What have the past few months revealed about where your relationship with your son or your daughter could use some work? How about with your teammates, the people that you work and interact with as a part of your job? What have the past few months revealed about where there's some work to be done? And third question is this. What is one step that you could take this week to help heal a relationship that has been hurt by the stress of this pandemic? What is one step that you could take this week? Is it a phone call? Is it an invitation to maybe get together and have some coffee, social distance, of course? Is it, is it reaching out to somebody and having a really honest conversation what is one step that you could take this week to help heal a relationship that has been hurt by the stress of the pandemic? I think if, if we all just gave ourselves to wrestling those three questions to the ground this week, we'll put ourselves in a really good place to be a wise person, to take a look at our experience, learn some lessons from it, so that our future is a gift, something to think about. I wanna encourage you to spend some time giving this some thought. Hey, thanks for listening. Let me pray for us. And then Matt's gonna come and share a few things with us before we leave today. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the gift of relationships. The single most important thing in all of life family and friends, acquaintances that we rub shoulders with every day. It is the most important priority in all of life. And I ask, Father, that during this time of pandemic, when we're given the opportunity to pause and learn some lessons, I pray you'll give us the courage to sort out those things in our life that distract us from the priority of our relationships. Those things that are taking away the time and the energy that we need to invest in the people who are closest to us. So Father, I pray that one of the stories that is told about the COVID-19 pandemic in our life is that we came to value the people in our life much more dearly. And if you do just that one work in us, we will be the better for it. Father, thank you for your love and your grace. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, uh, we hope that you had a little bit of time this morning just to, to press pause on your week and just consider some of the things that you've been learning during this pandemic and to talk a little bit about the importance of relationships in your life and in God's kingdom. And so uh, we hope you had that time uh, this morning and took away maybe one thing that you can practice in your week. Hey, before you go, just wanna uh, remind you of something to share something with you. Did you know, uh, for the past five years, we have partnered with uh, Sam's Kids, an organization that helps uh, get school supplies 
uh, to kids in Bernie ISD who, who normally wouldn't have school supplies. Did you know that? And did you know that last year uh, that you guys participated in getting school supplies for over 500 backpacks that were distributed to Bernie ISD? That's pretty amazing. And, and, and we just want to thank you guys for your participation in getting those school supplies. But we also wanted to remind you that, that this year the need's probably going to be greater than that just because of a lot of the things that are going on right now. And so uh, we just want to encourage you uh, to participate with us in something. And, and maybe you're like me, like during this time, you've, you've just felt a little bit helpless because you've been inside and you're like, what can I really do to help somebody in need when we're supposed to stay inside and be at a distance from people? And I just want to encourage you to do this because this is a very tangible way uh, for you to love others through serving them. And so uh, we're just going to ask you to go to CibeloCreek.com slash school supplies. And uh, by doing that, uh, when you click on that link, it'll take you directly to an Amazon wish list. It's just a list of school supplies, uh, things that you can click on and, and, you know, just choose as many as you feel comfortable doing. Uh, choose some school supplies and then uh, check out. And when you get to check out on Amazon, there'll be a box that you can click. It just says Cibolo Creek Community Church. And what we ask is that you choose those school supplies and then click Cibolo Creek Community Church. And when you do that, after you check out, boom, like magically school supplies, it's not magic, it's gonna come in a truck and stuff like that, but, but magically school supplies are gonna be delivered uh, here to the church. And for the month of July, we're just gonna collect school supplies uh, uh, so that Sam's kids can, can put that in a backpack and deliver it uh, to Bernie ISD. But we want to encourage you uh, to love your neighbor in that way and just take a step to serve somebody, uh, to, to love them through service. And so uh, that's available to you. Please, please rise to the occasion and be a part of that, and let's beat the numbers for last year. But again, thanks for joining us here this morning. Uh, we were so happy to have you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Bye.